Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. You know, Marianne, I never would have guessed that it would be Britney Spears who unites the left and the right in Congress, but here we are, huh? It's quite remarkable. Okay, now to Britney Spears, who is pleading with a judge today to end her court-ordered conservatorship, which she calls, and I quote here, abusive, telling the judge, again, I quote, I just want my life back. Britney was the most powerful, popular pop star in the world, and this conservatorship process abused her. And if it can happen to Britney Spears, it can happen to anyone. So the power of Congress is not just to vote on stuff, it's our power to convene around serious issues. And this issue of conservatorship is critical to so many people across the country. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today... The Free Britney movement has officially come to Congress with lawmakers ranging from Matt Gates to Elizabeth Warren to Ted Cruz talking about the need to look at conservatorships. And it's really sparked the new question of what can Congress do to actually prevent situations like Britney Spears' circumstances, especially when this is largely a state issue. Marianne Levine on whether Congress can free Britney. Okay, for those of us who are not all that familiar, what is guardianship or conservatorship, as it's called in some states? Guardianship is when someone who, either by virtue of age or some other issue, could be mental health, could be alcoholism, uh, can no longer manage either their financial affairs uh, or their day-to-day daily living affairs. The instrumental affairs. A conservatorship is basically a legal setup under which an individual can no longer really make decisions for themselves. So usually they have someone who's a conservator um, who basically takes care of their finances, some of their health care decisions, and it's essentially a legal setup where people don't have control over the decisions they make. Mm-hmm. And that's usually because they're deemed unable to make those decisions. Britney Spears is angry. She wants her life back and she wants the world to know it. Speaking remotely to a Los Angeles County courtroom, the pop singer saying her wish and dream is for the conservatorship to end, a legal arrangement she's been living with for nearly 13 years. Britney Spears has been under a conservatorship for 13 years and Under her situation, basically her father and a wealth management company manage all of her finances and a caretaker, I believe, manages her health and medical decisions. So this is something that, as you mentioned, has been going on for more than a decade. But earlier this year, in February, it all kind of blew up. The New York Times releases this documentary called Framing Britney Spears that re-examined her situation and whether it's right that she's not in control of her finances and everything. Good morning, George. Britney Spears has been a global star for decades now, but for the past 13 years, she's had no control over her own money, and she's fighting against her own father to regain control of it. This documentary takes us inside that struggle. The Framing Britney Spears documentary has brought a lot of her past back into new focus. Uh, The foundation of the documentary, first and foremost, is that it comes from the New York Times. So I think under that umbrella of real authenticity, what we're 
learning here and what we're relearning, I don't think people are questioning. It's not some tabloid rumor. I don't know about you, but I remember like everybody talking about that after it came out. And since then, it really has become one of those cases that people have watched every little movement on and, and have become passionate about. We do want to turn now to a story that had people just dropping their jaws yesterday. Britney Spears, that testimony that everybody is talking about. The 39-year-old pop superstar breaking her silence on that conservatorship that's been controlling her life and her finances. I want to bring in now. And Britney's kind of become the face of, you know, people saying that there's abuse of conservatorship laws, um, saying that people are taking advantage of her. And you and our colleagues, Olivia Beavers and Victoria Colliver, looked at how that passion is now influencing Congress. And you spoke to a few lawmakers and saw this kind of pattern emerging across the aisle with members of Congress seeming united behind thinking that this is a problem. What exactly did these lawmakers tell you? This is a topic that has sparked the interest from everyone, from Elizabeth Warren to Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz even spoke about this topic on his podcast last week, where he called um, the situation that Spears is in ridiculous and described himself as on the Free Britney team. What is bizarre about what happened to Britney Spears is is she's a 39-year-old woman. Uh, She's a mother of two. She, uh, you know, has she had... Uh, issues in life? Sure. Um, has she had issues with mental illness? Perhaps. I don't know. I'm not her doctor. I haven't seen that demonstrated. Has she had... What Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bob Casey are trying to do is find out more information. Right now, there's very little data available about the prevalence of conservatorships. There's some estimates, but because this is something that's controlled by states in large part, none of the states really, with maybe a few exceptions, maintain a centralized database on how many conservatorships there actually are. Hmm. So Senators Warren and Casey earlier this month sent a letter to the Departments of Justice and Health and Human Services asking for more information on this topic. So for Warren and Casey, they're saying that they want to look into this. They want to do potential hearings, but the first step is really for them to get more information about the scope of the issue. Some of the other lawmakers who we spoke to included uh, Matt Gates, who is, of course, facing his own sex trafficking probe, uh, but he is someone who's been very vocal about this topic. I do believe the nation was quite taken with the control that the guardianship and conservatorship process has on far too many Americans. I am glad Britney Spears got to speak out on this issue finally yesterday. And I would reiterate the call that, Cha- that Ranking Member Jordan and I have made to Chairman Nadler to allow us to hold hearings on conservatorship. He guard- says that this issue affects his constituencies in Florida. Guardianships, of course, Britney Spears is, high, is very high profile, very high profile example of the impact guardianships can have. But a lot of the times what Gates was telling my colleague was that this influences and affects on um, the lives of older Americans as well. And that's a lot of his constituents. You mentioned that when it comes to the data or lack of data on conservatorships, a lot of that comes at the state level. And also earlier, you said the rules and regulations often come from states. So given that, But also the fact that senators and representatives are talking about this. How much can they actually do? 
there are limits to what Congress can do, and the lawmakers we spoke to acknowledge that. But what Congress can do is, A, they can use federal resources to collect this data. Another suggestion that advocates are saying is that even just holding a hearing on this issue would shine a light on the topic. Matt Gates has called for Britney Spears to come testify, but advocates also say there are a lot of other people who could speak to this and who could speak to the impact um, conservatorships can have. And Congress has held hearings. Um, the House held a hearing back in 1987. The Senate Aging Committee has also done a report recently on this topic. So there has been previous congressional interest, but what advocates say is that holding hearings regardless of whether Britney Spears decides she wants to testify, is a way to shed light on the topic. And then finally, another thing that Congress could potentially do would be to set up a fund for states that need additional resources um, to manage data, to oversee these guardianships. That's something that federal funding can potentially help with. Why do you think Congress is taking an interest in this? Not to put down the importance, but obviously there's negotiations on infrastructure, debate about the future of the filibuster, police reform, there's COVID, cyber attacks. Why is this a kind of bipartisan priority right now? I think a lot of this has to do with Britney Spears and her case. And her case, I think the conditions that she described, the lack of personal freedom she has and just the um her lifestyle under this legal setup is a story that i think speaks to a lot of lawmakers just in terms of human suffering and in terms of legal rights potentially being violated and so i think it's really the story that lawmakers can all rally around because it's a it's a story that's compelling and that individuals find um, bothersome regardless of what side of the aisle you're on Marianne Levine, thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you for having me. Also today, health officials in the Biden administration believe the most vulnerable Americans will eventually need coronavirus booster shots. But two administration officials tell Politico they're still debating how quickly that should happen. The internal deliberations have stretched on for months as experts watch for signs of waning immunity among the vaccinated. On Thursday, Pfizer announced that it planned to seek approval for a booster within weeks, a move that caught the administration by surprise and frustrated officials who haven't yet decided who will need an additional shot and when. The White House so far has downplayed the need for additional shots, but people familiar with the situation say administration officials have come to view another round as highly likely. And... The Senate has confirmed Jen Easterly to lead the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, filling an eight-month leadership void at the top of an agency struggling to address widespread digital weaknesses inside the government and across the country. The former senior NSA and White House counterterrorism and cybersecurity official faces a slew of problems in her new post. CISA, which formed in 2018 from DHS's cyber wing, is struggling to fulfill its vast mission of defending the country's physical and digital infrastructure. It's had trouble mustering enough personnel and resources to comprehensively monitor federal computer systems and conduct regular security inspections of vital infrastructure and recent legislation has given it new responsibilities. At the same time, high-profile cyber attacks have placed significant strain on the agency. 
Today's episode included music composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. Be sure to subscribe to Politico Dispatch if you haven't yet. And while you're there, check out some of our other shows, like Pulse Check and Playbook Deep Dive. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.